So Parallel Lines is a is a novel. It's a fictional account of life in Jerusalem for young uh, Israelis, young Palestinians, um, and what it's like to grow up in a city that is permanently in under conflict. And I think a, not enough attention is paid to uh, the younger generation and how they deal with this conflict, this adult conflict that's uh, happening around them. So are the characters fictional and the events in the book, are they fictional? Everything in the book is fictional. All the characters are from my imagination, but they're all based on uh, on people that I met through my years of reporting for the Washington Post, for the Jerusalem Post before that, um, and also the based on the experiences that I had with my own children who were teenagers while I was writing this, and they were growing up in Jerusalem, and they were coming home and asking me about things that were happening, things that were taking place in Jerusalem, whether it was the Haredim or the ultra-Orthodox protesting, um, whether it was uh, suspicious packages or um, terrorist attacks that were happening near where they were or that they heard about. And so it's very much a combination of two things that were happening in my life while I was writing it, being a mom and being a journalist. And do you think those characters you base them on loosely or not will recognize themselves when they read the book? I, I I don't know. I don't think so, because each character is a combination of different people that I met, um, especially Noor, who is the Palestinian Arab character who lives in East Jerusalem. Um, she's a combination of multiple young Palestinian uh, Arab women that I met with that I spoke to to hear about their experiences of growing up in Jerusalem. Uh, Rivki, the ultra-Orthodox uh, character, is also a combination of young uh, Haredi uh, women who I met with and spoke to about their lives and how they view the other groups in Jerusalem. Maybe uh, Tamar, who is the Jewish secular character in the book, My daughter, Geffen, my middle daughter, who is now uh, 21, she might recognize herself uh, and some of her friends might recognize themselves uh, in in their characters, in their sections. But I think the other ones are pretty well disguised. You mentioned in passing you were a journalist for many years, first with the Jerusalem Post, then the Washington Post. Why did you decide to make the switch? Because journalists, of course... Uh, should focus on uh, facts more than anything. Why did you make the switch to a fictional novel? Well, I think I was writing about these topics for so long, first for the Jerusalem Post, then for the Washington Post, as you mentioned. And uh, there were so many more details that I wanted to include. I mean, you're very limited when you write a news story. You have, to, you have maybe only 700 words and you have to fit in context and background and quotes and comments. And I was hearing so many stories. I thought this would be a, this would be a good story. This will be a good book, and uh, and so I wanted to go deeper. And I was considered, or people actually encouraged me to write this in a non-fictional way. They said it would. Some of the literary people that I met with said, you know, you're a journalist. This would be great as a non-fiction book. You can go and interview young people in Jerusalem and and relay to us what they think. But I felt that was too restrictive and maybe it was part uh, therapy for me <laughs> after having these experiences and hearing these stories. 
to have more control over the things that I was writing. So I decided to write it in fiction. And who is the book uh, aimed at primarily, the audience? Is it uh, is ba- is ba- for Israelis or those from abroad? Because if it's uh, people from abroad, that you obviously would need to have more, a lot more background and uh, explanation. I, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, it is very much an Israeli book, but I think Israelis know um, more or less what, is happening in this country or in this region. And I think the book is very much based or aimed at people outside of Israel, people who think they know the conflict, but they only get information from the news, from, you know, limited news stories, as I mentioned. And uh, this gives them a chance to go deeper into the conflict. Uh, One of the reviews that I already have up on Amazon says that that this book is a really good introduction to the conflict. I also think it's aimed at people who think they know about the conflict, people outside of Israel who think they understand what is going on inside Israel and inside Jerusalem specifically. But there's so much nuance in the book. There's so many different um, stories that you don't hear about in the media. So I really think it's based and aimed at it. For me, it's aimed at people outside of Israel. It's aimed at people who want to understand the conflict better. And it's aimed at people who want to, who think they understand the conflict, but don't really because they don't live in it. Israel uh, at the moment is probably more divided than it's ever been. Um, Would you describe your book as a pessimistic or optimistic or somewhere between the two? You know, the way I describe it, it sounds very pessimistic because you're right, Mark, that uh, people are, that Jerusalem, specifically Israel, and probably many other places around the world are more divided and polarized than ever. But in my book, which is fiction, I have quite a hopeful end where the three characters who are surrounded by these pressures and peer pressure and surrounded by people pushing them in a certain direction, pushing them to polarize or, or distance themselves from other groups, actually learn to uh, to go against the grain. And I don't want to give too many spoilers away because I want people listening to buy the book and read it. Um, but it's really an exploration of how people can stand up for what is right. And I think at the end, it has a very hopeful message. And it's not totally out of my imagination, this hopeful message. I mean, many of the people that I met with and spoke to understood the reality that they all live together in Jerusalem. And even though their lives maybe don't, maybe don't cross paths every single day, they still have to all live there together. Okay, so listeners who are interested in uh, purchasing and reading the book, how how do they go about that? Well, it's up on Amazon, and actually I'm really thrilled that it's doing very well. Um, It's also available in Barnes & Noble. Um, It's available directly from the publisher in the United States for listeners in the U.S. You can order it from Black Rose Writing. Um, so I, you know, hopefully it will be in bookstores soon as the word gets out and more people buy it. So it will be uh, also available in stores as well. Uh, in Israel as well? I hope so.